So Psalm 116, we begin at the first verse. Let's give our attention to God's holy word. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed. Therefore, I said, I am greatly afflicted. And in my dismay, I said, all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 15 of the 116th Psalm says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious death. How quickly would you have ever put those two words together apart from the word of God? Precious death. Death is called several things in the Bible. It's called the last enemy. It's called the king of terrors. But here we read the word precious. What are we to make of that? The Hebrew word, first of all, has the the root meaning of rare, rare, not frequently occurring. And it's used that way in 1 Samuel chapter 3. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. That's the same word. And there were not many visions. And we can understand the connection, I think, because rare things become precious. Diamonds are relatively rare, and so they are ascribed a certain 
preciousness. But the death of Christians is not rare, is it? We are mortal like other people. The wages of sin is death. We know that we too one day will die. It's appointed unto man once to die. Even as Christians, simply being Christians means that uh, we have enemies. There are places in the world, even today, as it's been true throughout history, where being a Christian, the simple fact of being a Christian increases your mortality. You're more likely to die, simply because of persecution. We have enemies who would like to see us dead. John 16, 2, Jesus said, they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. So we can understand that rare things are precious, but death for Christians is certainly not rare. Precious, the word is used in the Bible most most often, though, of precious stones. I think that's the the greatest use, precious stones. Diamonds, rubies, opals, whatever it may be. But it's also a word that's used of God himself in the highest sense. Psalm 36, verse 7, How precious is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Or Psalm 139, How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. And when we think of God's thoughts as precious, God's unfailing covenant love as precious, that makes sense. We can see that and understand that and appreciate that. But what is precious here in Psalm 116, verse 15? Death. Death. Of course, it's not merely death in itself. We can say, according to Scripture, that death is the wages of sin. And in that respect, death is right and holy, but precious. Precious. Well, we have to keep reading. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. That controls the the context of the verse, the death of his saints. How do the saints and preciousness and death all come together? Well, God's saints are precious. The first thing we can say is there's a preciousness that reflects covenant love to the saints, to the people of God. God, in a sense, has a common kindness and beneficence. Psalm 145, verse 9, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. He has his sun to shine and his rain to fall on the just and the unjust. There's a common goodness and kindness. 
We know that God is holy. He is a righteous judge. But even as he exercises holy and righteous judgment, he is never vindictive or mean or nasty. Lamentations 3.33 says of God, for he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. Or Ezekiel 33.11, say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die? And when we think of death, In a verse like that, ultimately, spiritual death is most important. Our physical death must be seen and considered in light of the issue of spiritual death or life. Whether or not the second death has been born by Christ on the cross in our place so that death has lost its sting. Or whether the second death still awaits a person so that death, physical death, in that person's life is the door to eternal misery. The Bible tells us that God has a special covenant love to all his chosen ones. Precious in the sight of the Lord, Yahweh, the covenant God, See what love, what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. There is a special covenant love for God's saints that is precious. Why are the saints precious? Not in and of ourselves, not in our sin. Yet united to Jesus Christ, we are precious. The Bible, uh, God speaks of his people in the Bible as the apple of his eye. Jesus said, you are worth much more than sparrows. Isaiah 43 verse 4, since you are precious and honored in my sight. Lamentations 4.2 refers to the precious children of Zion. The saints have a preciousness because they reflect God's covenant love, precious in light of great privilege and gracious position as saints. There's a preciousness related to the saints because we exercise precious faith by God's grace. What's the most precious gift that you've ever received? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Peter wrote in 2 Peter, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. There's a preciousness connected to the saints which reflects covenant love 
and the gift of precious faith that they exercise. And faith is precious because of the one to whom faith looks. It is precious because of what faith means. By faith, we are united to a precious Savior. A saint in the Bible is someone united to Christ, which reflects covenant love through the instrumentality of a precious faith, uniting us to a precious Savior. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Isaiah 28. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. United to a precious Savior, rejected by the world, but precious in God's sight and precious to his people. If you're a saint, you're covered with precious blood. Psalm 49 says, The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough. The King James Version has it more literally and connects it to the language of our text. For the redemption of their soul is precious. What is worth has enough worth to redeem sinners from sin? That's the question. No payment is ever enough that human beings can bring. But now listen to 1 Peter chapter 1. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Do you see how preciousness is interwoven with being a saint? It reflects covenant love. It involves precious faith. It unites us to a precious Savior so that we may be covered with precious, sin-forgiving blood. Augustine, the church father, said to his congregation, You are the sheep of Christ, purchased with the blood of Christ. Acknowledge your own price, Which is not paid by me, he said as the preacher, but is preached by my instrumentality. He and only he was the buyer who shed precious blood. The precious blood of him who was without sin. Yet made he precious also the blood of his own for whom he paid the price of blood. For he had he not made the blood of his own precious, it would not have been said, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. There is a preciousness that reflects covenant love. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. But secondly, there is a preciousness that results in careful providence. 
careful providence. Precious things are more carefully guarded and protected and treated. You may have a precious heirloom at home from a parent or grandparent, and you don't leave it on the floor so that someone can kick it under the couch. You keep it that's protected. Our children are precious. They're so precious. Children, you're precious. Your gifts, I see a smile and it's good. You're precious. Your gifts to your parents and to our congregation. And so we should carefully guard you and protect you and treat you as precious. Well, in the light of our verse, if the death of his saints is precious, God will take special care regarding it. Preciousness and providence must be held together in our thinking. Again, not precious so much in and of ourselves, but reflecting covenant love, united to a precious Savior, precious faith, covered with precious blood. Preciousness and providence must always be held together in our thinking. That's important because when we are faced with death, when we look at death, in its various circumstances, we can have many questions. Why? 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 I met with a man this week who had the diagnosis of liver cancer. And the first thing out of his mouth to me, never met him before, and he just says, I want to know why. We can understand that. And we have questions. But as believers, we are called to live by faith and not by sight. God's providence is always his most holy and wise plan. But added now to our thinking, in light of verse 15, must be preciousness. We don't love and serve and worship a God of of bare, impersonal, fatalistic sovereignty. But a Father in heaven who rules over all things for his glory and for our good, and his providence toward his people is always mingled with his love and is exercised toward his saints who are Precious in his sight. Providence must never be thought to deny that preciousness and to believe the preciousness by faith of the saints should help us to grapple with providence as difficult as it so often is. One writer said, for their death to be precious, speaking of the saints, is in effect no more than that it is. 
so considered, rated at so high a price by God, as that he will not easily grant it to anyone that most desires it. The death of his saints is precious, and God takes special care over it. He will not easily grant it to any one of our enemies. Speaking of the enemies of God's people, John Calvin said, in opposition to their erroneous doctrine, David introduces this sentiment, that God does not hold his servants in so little estimation as to expose them to death casually. The psalmist is in deep trouble. He has enemies, but he knows by faith. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. God will never treat that casually. His saints are too precious to him. To for a moment say, well, whatever happens, happens. Never. Never for his precious ones. Spurgeon said, in light of the preciousness of the saints, and thinking of death, he said, they shall not die prematurely. They shall be immortal till their work is done. And when their time shall come to die, then their deaths shall be precious. And just one more voice from the past, because I think Matthew Henry put it so well. This truth David had comforted himself with in the depth of his distress and danger. And the event having confirmed it, he comforts others with it who might be in like manner exposed. God has a people, even in this world, that are his saints, his merciful ones, or men of mercy, that have received mercy from him and so show mercy for his sake. The saints of God are mortal and dying, Nay, there are those that desire their death and labor all they can to hasten it and sometimes prevail to be the death of them. But it is precious in the sight of the Lord. God often wonderfully prevents the death of his saints when there is but a step between them and it. He takes special care about their death to order it for the best in all the circumstances of it. That's the mingling of preciousness and providence. He takes special care about their death to order it for the best in all the circumstances of it. And whoever kills them, however Light, how light soever they may make of it, they shall be made to pay dearly for it when inquisition is made for the blood of his saints. Though no man lays it to heart when the righteous perish, God will make it appear that he lays it to heart. This should make us willing to die, to die for Christ if we are called to it, that our death should be registered in heaven and let that be precious to us, which is so to God.
preciousness that reflects covenant love, preciousness that results in careful, God's careful providence over his saints. But lastly, preciousness which rejoices in completed promises. Preciousness that rejoices in completed promises. What can we see that we must agree with Scripture is precious in the death of his saints? Well, first, the gospel is vindicated. The gospel will be vindicated. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Every time a saint dies and passes from this life into glory, the gospel is vindicated. And that's precious. There's a preciousness because the bride is being gathered to the bridegroom. Hebrews 12, 2 says that we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. There was a joy that Jesus knew by faith and by the word of God before he went to the cross that he knew his work would accomplish. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And when you think of the joy of a bridegroom, when he sees the bride on their wedding day and how precious she is, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints because it's the gathering of his bride one by one, to his side. There's a preciousness, thirdly, because it is the completion of sanctification. God's work, God's work is completed. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. When a saint dies, their soul goes to be with the Lord, is made perfect in holiness. And then one day, in God's time, there will be the great resurrection, and our bodies will be raised and will be made like his glorious body. There is preciousness because it is the completion of the work of sanctification. There's a preciousness as well because not only is God's work completed in that sense, but so is the work of the saints. You felt that when you've had a big job and you've completed it, and there's a satisfaction and a preciousness in seeing that work done. Well, when a saint dies on earth, our work is finished. 
For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We have good works to do in this life. And on the day of death, that work is finished. And we read in Matthew 25, 23, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And it's precious as well, lastly, because of the glory that is revealed and beheld. John 17, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. And when you heat, when you, when you add one thing to another, to another, to another, and to another, from the scripture, we, we see more of what it means, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints because it involves and it means all these things and how precious they are. Spurgeon said the death beds of saints are very precious. Precious to the church. She often learns much from them. They are very precious to all believers who delight to treasure up the last words of the departed. But they are most of all precious to the Lord Jehovah himself, who views the triumphant deaths of his gracious ones with sacred delight. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice, he heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me, the anguish of the grave came over me, I was overcome by distress and sorrow. But then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the weary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul. For the Lord has been good to you, and precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints.